Hello, Faith family. We've had another wonderful uh, sermon through uh, Kyle's series in 1 Samuel. Um, uh, today we uh, continued looking at Samuel in the uh, tabernacle, and of course we saw the tragedy of empty religion without uh, a true heart for God and all that that leads to. Uh, but before we uh, dive deep into that, I wanted to just ask a, a basic question, Tim. What was uh, most uh, blessing to you or what most stood out to you today? I was reminded of a couple things that were excellent reminders about how it is absolutely, uh, you know, when I say non-negotiable, I really don't mean you negotiate it, but it is of absolute importance and fidelity and leadership. Mm. It is, you have to have it. And there's no substitute for that within the leadership structure of God's church, God, at any, at any level, but for sure within the church, mm-hmm. within the body of Christ. And then through that fidelity, through faithful leadership that you have, God works to change lives through his word. Mm. And that just stood out to me through that whole sermon that was there. The importance of faithful leadership and the importance of God's word. Yeah, I'll mention two things. One encouraging and one sobering. One encouraging, just the way Kyle, again, has brought our attention to Christ from the Old Testament and how Jesus is the uh, the, the perfect abused sacrifice, the perfect kicked, as, as he mentioned, sacrifice. Just great to, because otherwise, as he meant, has been alluding to frequently, it's so easy to preach the, the Old Testament as do this, don't do that. Um, and it is merely as examples. They're definitely there for examples. Uh, but to, to, in a godly, respectful way of the text, bring our attention to Christ was mm-hmm. encouraging to see that, especially in all the discouragement of you know hypo- hypocritical um, spiritual leaders, and then the the sobering thought for me personally as an elder, just the responsibility of 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 a leader of not just going through the motions of being uh, a sincere follow of Christ on the inside, and and the idea that. Uh, like it or not, people are, are looking to me, to my life, and I need to, obviously there is no sinless perfection this side of heaven, but to, to take that seriously, um, uh, it, it, it was sobering, uh, but also encouraging. Mm-hmm. But uh, a second question here, uh, one of Kyle's points was how if we lose a high view of God, that often leads to desecration of worship. Mm-hmm. Um, they're connected and it's a progression. Have you seen that uh, in your own experience? You know, when I was thinking about this, I started by asking myself, uh, the question is, what is a high view of God? Uh, What does that mean to have a high view of God? And to have a high view of God means that you're not going to be into the picture. It's not that you denigrate yourself, but you're just not part of the Mm -hmm. equation. And so that then in turn leads that of of a humility a sense of dependence upon him, a fear of God within your life. And when that high view is not there, then you're not going to have humble leadership. You're not going to have the fear of God being the primary thought that's coming forth. And there certainly is not going to be a dependence upon him. So the desecration is going to happen when the opposition, then the opposite of all those happens. We become proud. We become man-centered. We have the fear of man. We perform ministry to entertain people. We perform ministry to get laughs. Mm -hmm. We perform ministry to do offerings, get offerings in. 
And then we don't have a dependence upon him. We're dependent upon our programs, our things that we offer. And that's the desecration that I've seen. Mm. And that has been the, it becomes the norm of this is how you, quote, do church. <laughs> I personally hate that phrase, mm -hmm. do church. Yeah. <laughs> the church is a living body. You don't do a living body. It is the body of Christ. And um, so that's, and I have seen that. Uh, churches that I have been a part of in the past, I've seen them take down this years later, head down this road of the very things I'm talking about. And every time it has ended up in, in, uh, in uh, if I say disaster, you know, I paint a picture that takes a while for that to happen. Just like we were reminded from first mm -hmm. Samuel, it took a while for yeah. all of this to come down, Yes, but it did happen. And that's what's happened in every of these churches that I know of. It has all happened. Yeah. You don't see a vibrant body growing. You see inner, Inner, inner warfare within leadership and congregation and all the rest yeah. and all the rest. So that's what I have seen. Yeah. We live in a fallen world and we, even we believers who are, have the truth, we always mm. need to be humble, realizing that temptation is there, but we can also be encouraged as, as long as we are holding to the truth and, and, and you know, uh, being honest about our sin and, and focusing on the Lord that we have the, mm. the antidote to that tragedy. Well, why is it important uh, for the word of God not to be rare. We yeah. talked about how the, part of, the, part of the, the, the time here at the end of the, the, the time of the judges is that the word of God, the prophetic word, was rare. And that had an effect on, on Israelite society at the time. And, co of course, Kyle alluded to what that looks like today to have the word of God not be rare. Why is it important that the word of God yeah. not be rare? Yeah. I'm just uh, in the middle of reviewing again as the end of October happens Reformation Day, mm. <laughs> Martin Luther, and the whole debacle that was the Roman Catholic Church at that time, where the word of God was rare, and it was written in Latin, and the people could not have it. You had to listen for someone else, and they would abuse that to manipulate and to abuse people with it. Um, it is, uh, if it is rare, it is a decision that we make either through our, our, our uh, sin, our spiritual um, laziness, whatever it is, because we have the written word of God mm. in our hands and we, and we have the indwelling Holy Spirit within us as believers yes. to open that word to us. And so it should not be rare. When it is rare, it is, it is a tragedy of great proportion. Yeah. And it is, um, uh, it, it just can't be. It's got to be word focused. Certainly from the pulpit as it is here. Yes. Certainly in the seminars and that are taught there, but it must be in the homes. It must be dad opening the word mm. to his kids. It must be the cleansing of the word in a wife's life. And then mom using that in the home. That is where the battle lies. Mm. It really does. Because if that's right, then as the words preached at the church, it finds ready acceptance so often within hearts and homes, uh, rather than having to come from uh, yeah. so far external that's on there. So yeah. it can't be rare. It must yeah. not be rare. We must not allow it ever to be rare. Yeah. 
No, that's so good. I mean, that's it's part of our philosophy here at this church. At least that's what our heart's desire is. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why we put that reverence on preaching and teaching. Mm-hmm. And there's so many different things that we, good things that we at this church could make an emphasis or or emphasize even more than we already do. But there's a, de- uh, you know, when people ask about it, we just let them know that there's a deliberate uh, uh, yeah. uh, choice to emphasize the preaching of the word, especially that Sunday morning gathering. And then yes. to lift up teaching opportunities because the word of God in our individual lives and in our families and as a corporate body is what's going to keep us from becoming a shipwreck, that emphasis on the truth. And so many churches can emphasize many good things or their felt needs or so many other things, and, but they can become shipwreck if they wander away from that emphasis on the truth. And I just I am reminded how Kyle, I think it was even before the, the, the first prayer, mentioned the anniversary of William Tyndall being burned yeah. at the stake for translating the, the Bible yes. into English. Yeah. And that, it also reminds me, speaking of uh, priests who are uh, very sinful and fleshly, I remember there's that story of early on in his career when he was explaining his desire to translate the Bible into English. Some very uh, worldly priest was mocking him and saying, why in the world would you want to do that, and criticizing him. And there's that famous line that he looked at him and said, I shall make it so that the meanest, but he meant like the most common and poor, the meanest plowboy in all England knows more of the scriptures than thou dost. That was his ambition. And we, we are privileged here that the word of God is not just bound by some ivory tower or group of clerics, but that thanks to the printing press and to people who believe in Bible translation, we can have it readily. And what a privilege we have and what a tragedy if we don't use it in our own personal lives, in our yes. families, and if we don't make it the focus of our ministry Absolutely. Here. Oh, great. Well, Faith Family, I hope you were blessed by this and hope you, you see this as a model for how you can discuss a sermon with your own family, with your friends afterwards. But we love you and we look forward to seeing you next week. Thank you for listening to this resource of Faith Family Church. We gather on Sundays at 495 Hugh Hunter Road in Oak Grove, Kentucky and are a short drive from Fort Campbell and Hopkinsville, Kentucky, as well as Clarksville, Tennessee. For more information, visit our website, myfaithfamilychurch.com.